Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Polly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and this is our end of year list. Welcome to the 2022 Albums of the Year list. Um, this is probably the hardest thing I have to do all year as a music content creator. Um, that feels like such a wanky statement to say that out loud. Anyway, um, I'm a huge music fan. Everybody knows this, um, and you know a lot of people in the in the rock and metal um, world like to put together their top albums of the year. Um, and I had around sixty albums and EPs on this list this year, and I've managed to narrow it down to twenty. And that has been the hardest fucking thing. I cannot even explain to you how difficult this was to do. And you know what? Even even as I record this, I've just realised something. I'm just going to double check um, if an album I'm thinking of was released this year or last year. Because if it was released this year, I might have to redo it altogether. But I'm pretty certain it was released uh, last year. Just give me two seconds. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, da, 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 it was released 2021 it's fine doesn't matter anyway so that's fine okay so i'm gonna do this obviously in chronological order um but what we're gonna do is we're gonna do the albums that just missed out on the top spot uh to get into the top 20 and then this episode will be 20 through to 11 and then 10 through to 1 in the next episode, which will be dropping um, about 12 hours after this one drops, basically. So you get a double whammy uh, and get to hear it all in one go. So, as I say, it was so difficult to put this together. But the, the albums that just missed out, I've picked five. So the top five that just missed out on the top 20 this year. Um, and, and as I say, controversially, uncontroversially, I don't really care. It's my list. I have included EPs in this as well because there have been fantastic, some fantastic EPs as well in this list. Um, so I'm going to start off at number five of my list that didn't make it into the top 20 goes to Violence with their EP, Let the World Burn. Um Violence are a brilliant, brilliant thrash band. Um, they've been around for a long time at this point. But you know what? Thrash metal is just one of those things. When it's done correctly and done well, it can be fucking class. And this is one of those EPs that are just... I stick it on. I think it's like 25 minutes or something. It's just front to back, wall to wall, fucking thrash, balls out. Let's fucking go. Absolutely love it. And also... I don't know how common knowledge this is, so uh, Violence were due to come on the podcast, and we'd actually recorded a podcast with Violence, and then basically, through no fault of Violence's at all, I sat down with Sean, the front man of Violence, through no fault of his, um, the audio just didn't record properly, and that is 100% on me, and I I feel awful about that, because it's it's become one of the, the famous lost episodes of the Nevermind Poly podcast, there is a couple, um, there's a couple that haven't gone out, and uh, that have been recorded because they didn't quite go well or anything like that, but Violence is one that genuinely was like a really good episode, but um, just didn't go out because I was an idiot and just, I got a new setup, um, the microphone stuff I use now, and I just hadn't set Skype up correctly, and that 
coincidentally was the last time I used Skype, apart from when I'd done the Virtual Symmetry episode a couple of weeks back. That was the last time I used Skype. Um, because fuck Skype, basically. I pay for Zoom now, and Zoom is such a better platform. Um, so yeah, number 25, it's Violence Let the World Burn, their EP from this year. And number four, we have a relatively new, newer pick. Uh, this album came out quite late in the year, but it's Goat's Whore's album, um, Archers Hung from... Sorry, it is 24 is Goat Whore's Angels Hung from the Archers of Heaven. God, that's a hard title to say when you're tired. Um, yeah, this, this fucking record slaps. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about individual records until we get to around about the top 10, but, um, this album just fucking slaps and I love it. Um, Goat Whore, again, I'm not very good at like labeling genres as such, but Goat Whore are heavy. They are heavy as fuck. And if you don't know what Goat Whore sound like, listen to the word Goat Whore. Followed by the title, Angels Hung from the Archers of Heaven. If that doesn't give you some kind of idea of what they sound like, then probably just stick the record on because it's fucking class. Um, I love it. It's great. Um, then the, the last three on this uh, sort of ones that didn't quite make the cut really pain me. And this one really pains me as well. Um, it is Nova Twins album, Supernova. And it's actually, if I'm not mistaken, the debut album as well. Um, Nova Twins is a essentially a three-piece with two um, two women at the helm and a, a drama behind them. And they are just fucking fantastic. They are fantastic at making this really weird kind of avant-garde rock metal crossover. Um, and I just fucking love it. They, are, they sort of burst onto the scene, I guess, in, in the terms of the public consciousness when they did a track with Bring With Horizon. Um, maybe that's a little unfair, but my first kind of real knowledge of, of Nova Twins was um, that track they done with um, Bring With Horizon on their last EP. Um, and yeah, this album is fucking great. It's a really, really good time. And there's quite a lot of nihilistic stuff in my top 20. So this was kind of nice to have a bit of a, as a palate cleanser and also unashamedly, to shake my fucking hips to. I fucking love it. It's great. Uh, Nova Twins Supernova gets my 23 spot. At number 22, we have the band Get The Shot with their album Merciless Destruction. Get The Shot are just fucking heavy. Just like a brick to the face heavy hardcore. Um, I just fucking love it. It's just... <laughs> It's just so unapologetically fucking like a brick to the face. And you know what? Um, it's so, so up my street. It's actually not even funny. Um, they were so close to getting in my top my top 20. Um, so that's where they are really, really high up here. Um, and then my, my number one spot, who fits in at number 21, who just missed out, is the brilliant Frank Turner with his album fthc um this genuinely does pain me because i love frank and i love everything frank stands for um i missed frank turner when he last played uh, my hometown um because me and rebecca my lovely other half uh, and co-host rebecca were in manchester seeing parkway drive who we'll be talking about later um i'm sure um yeah 
we're really, really sad about not seeing Frank. I mean, me, me especially, I'm a huge Frank Taylor fan. But um, he is playing uh, a, a couple of cities down from me. So I'm hoping to check him out when in the new year in 2023. Yeah, Frank Turner gets the 21 spot. So without any further fucking about, let's get into the top 20 albums of 2022 for this podcast and for me personally. Um, so another 20 spot, we have Placebo with Never Let Me Go. Um, Placebo, this is not their greatest record. I will say that much. This is not the greatest Placebo record you're ever going to hear. But this Placebo record is fucking class. And you know what? There is a symmetry with a few other bands I'm going to talk about in this list where I've seen Placebo live only once, and I saw them supporting My Chemical Romance, and you know what, like, seeing a band like My Chemical Romance, who mean the absolute fucking world to me, and it was the first time I'd seen My Chem as well, it didn't really matter who you put in that support slot, I, before going in, probably wouldn't have cared, because I'd be seeing My Chemical Romance that evening, so I didn't really... Like, I was like, okay, yeah, cool, Placebo. Placebo are, like, great. I love Placebo. Like, um, you know, their first couple of records are fantastic. But, again, I hadn't really, like, gone in on the new stuff. Because there's a lot of things to check out. And also, I was seeing My Chemical Romance that night. So, like, I wasn't, you know, too bothered, per se. Placebo fucking blew me away. Blew me away that night. And it subsequently... Um, l- Gave me the the idea, I guess, and, and the reason to be like, okay, well, I'll check out the the new songs that I hadn't heard before because I was like, I was straight onto set setlist FM, and was like, who the fuck are these new songs? These songs are great, and a lot of them were from this new record, Never Let Me Go, and I was completely sold. I fucking love this record. This record, um, I think the singer of um Placebo has got such a strange kind of cadence to his voice i fucking love it um it's just really good solid rock songs in my opinion i really really enjoy it um and that's why they got my top 20 spot at number 19 we have we're going so left of center with this one cult of luna with the long road north this has been in my list for probably the longest time at this point um cult of luna are a band who they're a band I've heard a lot about in passing, like a lot. So, but with doing this job and interviewing bands and, and such, I get sent like a lot of records. And there are certain bands that when an album comes into my inbox and says, hey, just, just so you know, Cult of Luna uh, press releases here. Like I generally down my tools, down everything I'm doing and going, right, I need to fucking listen to this record because it was the first record that I had really been able to get into Cult of Luna on as a genuine fan. I got into the last record quite heavily and, you know, I I knew they were on a record label and a PR company who I dealt with, but at the same time I was kind of like, yeah, okay, like whatever, that'll be fine. Like I probably won't get, I probably won't hear anything. But so to get sent the record very early on this year as well, it was like, okay, this is fucking sick. And when the album dropped, obviously, it's been in my rotation really heavily. Um, yeah, again, I'm not very good at, like, labelling genres and stuff. So just check out Cold Luna. You'll know pretty quickly if they're for you or not. They're really, really good. This album is 
fucking class, in my opinion. At number 18, we have an album which came out fairly recently as well. It is Counterpart's new record, A Eulogy for Those Still Here. Um, This is a fucking really, really good Counterpart's record. Um, Again, I don't think it's their best record they've ever put out. But in terms of just a really emotive, really emotional, hard-hitting, sort of melodic-y, hardcore record, this is fucking class. Um, there is a real, real star quality um, in the in the vocalist, um, whose name has escaped me at the time of recording. But he is fucking class on this record, and he's singing about some stuff, man. There is some stuff that's going on with the with this with this record um and there's a lot to unpack and my advice is definitely definitely do not have a drink feel sad and listen to this record because you will fucking cry um you know it is basically a, a, an album about loss about grief and it's really really good it's a really good well-constructed melodic hardcore record and Again, I think I feel like at this point, if you if you know of counterparts, you'll know if you like them or not. But this is great in my opinion. I really, really love it. At number seventeen, we're going back to that old thing we talked about a little while ago, uh, which is basically a brick to the face. It is spite, dedication to flesh. Um, a bit like goat whore. If you don't know what spite sound like they are sound exactly like it says on the tin um dedication to flesh is a fucking brick to the face for about 35 minutes and it's so fucking heavy it's so overarchingly heavy and you know what like i like to project onto the world that i'm quite a upbeat person i'm quite happy go lucky that kind of thing but a lot of the time, I just listen to some really fucking violent, angry music. And you know what? That That is my escape mechanism from the general shit that is life sometimes. Well, I could just sit down and listen to this record, for example, and just be like, fuck yeah. Like, the guitars are so fuck. The guitar tone on this record is so fucking heavy. It's, it's actually in places laughable how fucking heavy it is. Um, I fucking love it. Yeah, Spiked, Dedication to Flesh is my number 17. Number 16 goes out to the wonderful Puppy with their album Pure Evil. Um, Puppy are a band who I actually saw at Arc Tangent this year as well. I've seen, Arc Ta- I've seen Puppy a few times at various different uh, festivals and things. Puppy are just a really, really brilliant alternative rock kind of grungy feel band they're really really good um the last record they put out was called the goat um it was really really good some really good like alternative 90s style grungy stuff on there um just really really cool and you know what the funniest thing was the fact that i saw pop last time i saw puppy was probably bloodstock 20 either 19 or 18 i can't quite remember which one it was um but hearing them play the intro to their song Entombed off like an EP, which just basically, you know, apologies for any kind of uh, Poppy fans that are going to have to endure this, but it sounds like this. It goes, and like a rumbling bass and rumbling drums behind it. It sounds really fucking heavy, 
and then Jock's vocals comes in, and it's like literally half the crowd just like walked out of the tent, which I felt kind of bad for Puppy at the time. But again, it was just kind of like because it's such a juxtaposition between the really heavy alternative grungy guitar line followed by his really really nice kind of vocals which is such a juxtaposition but i fucking love it um puppy pure evil is my number 16 at number 15 we have some brilliant brilliant uk death metal in the form of venom prison with their album you're a boss um venom prison are just the fucking band in my opinion um if you just want really good fucking death metal then venom present are the ones obviously we had ash on the podcast uh earlier this year and that was fucking sick um and you know what shout out to ash from venom present as well because um it was very kind of early in in like the career of, of us interviewing bands and stuff and he went above and beyond i won't really talk about what actually happened to get this that podcast over the line but he went above and beyond his duty as uh as a guitarist as a band member to to make that happen so i'm really really grateful for that one um and venom prison released fucking brilliant records and this is another brilliant fucking record um the 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 singer of um Venom Prison has recently just had a child and things, so they've kind of taken the, the foot off the gas a little bit so she can be at home and with, with baby and be, and be a mother and things like that, which is so fucking important. And so, and so like, a lot of people were kind of very supportive of them deciding to, to take a break from, from doing, like, the music and, and touring and things like that so she could focus on, you know, being a mother and things. I think that's really cool. Um and shows what kind of cool people Venom Prison are, and the fans of Venom Prison are as well. But yeah, Venom Prison, Erebos, is my number 15. A fucking wicked record. And number 14, we... I said that I was going to talk about Parkway Drive earlier on in this in this episode. Parkway Drive are not on this list anywhere at all. Um, Parkway Drive, in my opinion, dropped the ball with their with their newest record. I think it's perfectly palatable. I think it's fine. I don't think it's anything like massively offensive on there or anything like that. I just don't think it's for me. Um, but there is a new band. Well, I say they're a new band. They're new. They're they're an older band, but they have really rose to um, fruition in the last few years. And that band is Bleed from Within with their album Shrine. Um, Bleed from Within have basically, in, in terms of my personal listening habits, have taken that spot from where where Parkway Drive probably would have sat in this list, to be honest, um, because I listen to this record so much. It's just pure fucking brilliant, hard-hitting metal riffs with brilliantly crafted songs it's just it's a fucking absolute worldly of a fucking record um the reason why it's not higher than this is there is just so much this year that's been fucking excellent um you know believe within aren't trying to reinvent the wheel with this record and you know but what i will say is i'm really glad they're finally getting their dues because i remember seeing this band back in like 2009 or something stupid um, and they were playing like tiny, tiny little venues, and seeing them um, at Bloodstock this year, um, or was it last year? Was it last year or this year? I can't remember. Uh, anyway, 
seen them at Bloodstock fairly recently, the last couple of years, and they got a fucking huge reception. It was so fucking like inspiring to see. I love that for them. Um, yeah, they're a fucking great band, an absolutely fantastic, fantastic band. At number 13, we have Raptors with Living Without Death's Permission. I think this is the only record that I could class as like just a balls out rock and roll record. This is fucking unchained, this record. I love it. Massive guitar hooks, massive fucking um, anthemic arena filling songs, in my opinion. And not to blow smoke up poor simon's backside uh simon came on the podcast um a fantastic fantastic front man and this is a really interesting record as well but that man has got some serious pipes on him fuck me he knows how to carry a tune and i love it and i'm yet to see them live and i really want to i really need to because these songs are fucking excellent in my opinion and i cannot cannot wait to see them live and this band really deserved your attention so raptors living without death's permission uh and then it's on fucking metal blade records as well which is so sick so sick um and speaking of really sick and disgusting and depraved music <laughs> we're gonna go to number 12 now which is god eater with their album vespera um I'm sure Goddy won't mind me saying that. Um, if you do, I'm sorry, lads. Um, they are basically the Scottish, Scottish fucking best death metal band going. They're fucking class. Um, and this record, it was a toss-up between um, Venom Prison being in this spot or God Eater because I knew I wanted to have one or one or one of them quite high because they both of them are really really important to me uh in terms of their music uh they produce and, and these records i have not stopped listening to this god eater record it is fucking class and you know what cemented it for me the other day was i actually put on all of these records over the last few days and i listened to this literally like two days ago a time of recording and i was like you know this is this is this is the one this is the one that needs to go in the top in the higher echelons of this list um yeah we had god eater on the podcast um it's fantastic chat go and check it out but um yeah really 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 good uh god eater vesper is my number 12 at number 11 then at my number 11 is a controversial pick it's not controversial at all because the reason why it's controversial is because i have never slated this band on this podcast ever i don't think but they are Rebecca's favourite band. And it seems like every deathcore kid and man and woman and otherwise um, loves this record. And it is Lorna Shaw's Pain Remains. Um, there is something about this band um, that just gets me. Uh, and it's only been in the last few weeks maybe month or so that i have really connected with this record um i've seen lauren shaw twice live and seeing this live amplifies the record so highly and going kind of back to the counterparts talking about loss and grief um lauren shaw done a, a three-part trilogy um on this record uh pain remains and it is 
a really beautiful, beautiful, somber piece about loss and death and kind of grief. And it's such a beautifully, beautifully pained deathcore song, if you could imagine. And it's like 11 minutes long, over three parts. And to some people, that would be their idea of fucking like a nightmare. And I get that. I totally get that. But it is fucking brilliant. So, yeah, Lorna Shaw are my number 11. Just missing out on my top 10 uh, spots. So, also, I wanted to do a, a little shout out to my top gigs of 2022. And I'll be honest, I only had, I wanted to do a top three. And my top three have been locked in for pretty much the longest time. So they go as follow. And my number three spot for my top gigs of 2022 would be the Parkway Drive, While She Sleeps, and Lorna Shore Show. Um, Parkway Drive were fantastic. I've done a whole re- podcast review on that show. So if you want to go back and listen to that, please go and do that. Um, While She Sleeps are always incredible, and Lorna Shore were really, really great as well. Um, I briefly touched about it, but my number two is the My Chemical Romance Milton Keynes show with My Chemical Romance, uh, Placebo, and a few other bands. I think Starcrawler played, but fuck Starcrawler, they're fucking terrible. Um, They played, uh, yeah, so My Chemical Romance was just one of the best fucking experiences I've ever had in my entire life. Um, when When you see a bucket list band who you've wanted to see since you were basically like 11 years old uh and you finally get to see them um in 2022 after they've broken up you didn't ever think you'd get to see them again um it or i didn't get to see them at all because i never got to see them originally it, it is an incredible incredible feeling um and i am so so blessed that i got to see them to be honest i was really 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 happy and I'm just trying to find the set list that we got uh, at the Milton Keynes show because we were really, really lucky. Yeah, so I've got it here. So just if you're not a Michael Romance fan, just skip like, I don't know, five minutes, I think. Um, Foundations of Decay, Na Na Na, Give Him Hell Kid, uh, Master Rivercloth, um, Cemetery Drive, Helena, Boy Division, House of Wolves, Welcome to That Parade, Teenagers, The Ghost of You, Destroyer, The Only Hope. For me is you, Vampire Money. Thank you for the thank you for the venom, uh, Mama Scarecrow. Famous last words, and then and then just before the encore, playing cancer. Now, I lost my nan um, to cancer, and a lot of people have lost a lot of people to this horrible fucking disease, and I never really understood the gravitas of that song until finding out my nan was dying of cancer and then when my nan inevitably passed of cancer it was such a hard hard heartbreaking time and i genuinely think about her every day so seeing my probably one of my favorite bands and my top five favorite bands ever performing that song um after so many years of of not seeing them and and wanting to see them it was just the most emotional cath like uh what's the word i'm looking for what is the word i'm looking for matt cathartic there we go cathartic experience there we go um incredible 
Uh, and then they done uh, Head First for the Hallows and I'm Not Okay, I Promise, which was just fucking ridiculous, to be honest. But, um, yeah, really, really, really good. But my number one spot for 2022 in terms of gigs goes to Billie Eilish. Um, and I've talked about this a couple of times on the podcast, um, so just indulge me again. Um, Billie Eilish was and probably is the best concert I've ever been to. Um, it was outstanding. From a production standpoint, it was outstanding. From a sound perspective, it was outstanding. The visuals, the lights, the crowd made that show as well. Like, I've never been in a crowd so in tune with the artist and so ravenous for more every time she just opened her mouth. It was like she didn't need to sing because every single person was screaming louder than she was. And it was just like, it was it was such a, a brilliant, brilliant experience. And you know what? I nearly didn't make it because of the fucking shit system that we have in the UK in terms of trains and public transport and everything else. Like, um, I got as far as, I got about 35 miles out of London and my train was like cancelled, delayed, cancelled, delayed, and like I had to go get like an Uber for like fifteen miles into London. It was a whole fucking nightmare. Um, but we made it. We got there, um, and it was the fucking one of the best gigs I probably have ever seen. As I say, it was absolutely world class. Now we have twenty seconds before we hit the thirty minutes mark, which will be. Next, in about 12 hours' time, if you listen to this at the time of recording, I will be putting out my top 10 albums of the year. Let me know in the Insta- on Instagram. Uh, it's never my public podcast on Instagram. Let me know what's your top um, top 10, top 20 al- albums are. I'd love to know. And also, keep it friendly, but let me know what you think of my top 11 uh, to 20, and then obviously my top 10 to my number one. Enjoy. I'll see you in a few hours. Bye.